This is the Bob McCown Podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Darren Millard in for Bob today. Hours away, not days, hours away from the start of the National Hockey League season, Darren. Um, I, I love this time of year. You know, baseball, 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 CFLs get closer to, closer to playoffs. But, you know, the NHL season starts this week, and it is, it's always an exciting time. Do you enjoy it as much as I do? This time of season is hard to handle because there's five i love playoff baseball like it, it's, yeah. it's my favorite time of the year oh with one eye over there you've got the season starting you don't want to miss out on anything in the national hockey league football down here is just the the juggernaut that he is between saturday and college and, and sunday in the nfl it is it is big and then formula one uh coming here kind of keep an eye on that a little bit too yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we've joked about this before in, in weeks past, but, you know, five years, you know, six years ago now, Vegas had nothing. Yeah. It had nothing. Now yeah. it's got a hockey team. It's got a, a, a championship women's basketball team. It's got the Raiders. It's got F1 coming. The Sphere is now open. Have you been to the Sphere yet? Uh, I have not been to the Sphere, but I know uh, of a lot of people that are down here that I've hooked up with or connected with from Canada who all have gone to the Sphere, and I'm a little bit jealous. I'm, I'm like, how did you get tickets? Well, what, you mean you don't get tickets? No, I'm not connected. Not connected at That's all. That's not true. You know very important people that could get you tickets. Like you. you Can I no, get tickets well, to, to Thursday's show? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, today's something special, uh, and we don't have very many players on this podcast simply because the guy who invented the podcast thinks that players don't talk very well. Well, you know, I, we cut a deal with Bob a few years back that if we get veteran players who are much more mature, uh, that that it's pretty good. We've had Stamkos on. We've had Nick Felino on when he got traded from Columbus to Toronto. Uh, you know, the, you know, veteran players by the time they get in their thirties can can add some context to what we're trying to do here. And today is no different. Somebody who has uh, really put himself in a good spot, in my opinion, uh, a guy who is a Hart Trophy winner, Stanley Cup champion, and now is probably going to be Connor Bedard's line mate, which is kind of cool. Uh, I think at all this, uh, Darren Corey Perry is going to join us today, and. And Corey's one of those guys that, uh, you know, there are going to be people across the country, whether you're in Edmonton or Vancouver or Toronto, who will recall Corey Perry as the villain all the time. And he's always embraced it because he's such a competitor. Corey Perry's going to join us today. There's not a style of game that he can't embrace, but what he's been able to do to get under people's skin, go to dirty areas, and then still produce at a heart trophy level it is truly remarkable and impressive. And I've, I've loved watching him sort of mold his game to whatever team he's been playing on the last couple of years. And I, it's been impressive the way he's been able to continue the production, even with, with fewer minutes. And I got to tell you um, when he did not re-sign in Anaheim, or they did not sign him in Anaheim. I thought his career was done. Yes. I thought that Corey Perry was going to disappear on us. Well, he, he went to Dallas, Montreal, Tampa, and now in Chicago. Went to the Stanley Cup final three consecutive years in that time period. And Corey Perry has proven to be... And, and by the way, uh, with the numbers he's put up, a two-time trophy winner in the Richard and the Hart. You know, when he decides to retire, I, I think there's probably going to play be a place in the Hockey Hall of Fame for him. You know, if you win a major trophy in the National Hockey League, there's a good chance that you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Corey Perry of the Chicago Blackhawks joins Darren and me after this on the McCowan Podcast. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the Bet Rivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere, 
and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Darren Millard in for Bob today and joined by, and I'm looking at my stats, 20-year NHL veteran now, when you think about it, truly amazing. Drafted in 2003 in the first round of one of the greatest drafts of all time, Corey Perry of the Chicago Blackhawks. Corey, Corey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've got a, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me still with you is, uh, is Anaheim. You know, you're an Anaheim duck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now... Now you've uh, you've bounced around a bit. Dallas, Montreal, Tampa, now Chicago. Do you, is there still a little duck in you? Um, I mean, I called it home for fourteen years, so uh, you know it's it's always going to have a special place in my heart. And um, you know, to winning a Stanley Cup there, to going on winning uh, an MVP, then a Rocket Richard. You know, there's some special moments there, so it's uh, it's definitely definitely close to my heart. Did you think you'd still be playing now, at your age? I've always wanted to keep playing, um, so yeah, I think I I can uh, I can say yeah, I still believe I can that I thought I'd still be playing. So um, I always said, you know, until they cut the skates off me, I'll keep playing. The and interesting I, thing, I... the interesting thing, sorry, Darren, but the interesting thing too, Corey, is that. Um, the reason you're probably still playing is that you've been able to adapt to the game. You've been able to change, I would assume, the philosophy of the way you play the game as well, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, the role, my role's changed a little bit, uh, you know, going from top line minutes to, you know, third, fourth line minutes. And some nights, you know, you don't, you don't play as much as others. And so you, you do have to adapt. And, um, you know, this game is getting fast. It's getting younger. And, uh, you know, the guys are, the guys coming into the league at 18 years old, you look at, at one of the kids we have on our team, I think everybody knows Connor Bedard and, uh, what he can do and what he did last or the other night in, in Detroit, that little slick move. And, um, you know, it, it's just something that he does every day in practice that, uh, it, it impresses you, but, um, you know, it's to adapt and to, you know, keep pushing and, and keep pushing yourself to get ready for a new season is, is, uh, something that I've always wanted to keep doing. I'm almost happy he didn't score on that play because it would just would have raised the bar even stratosphere into the next stratosphere. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a special player. I mean, he's gonna he. I played with him uh, in the first preseason game, and he he dazzled and and made some great plays. And you know, he's uh you know once they start going in for him, he's gonna he's gonna explode. And now I, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, uh, and it probably will. So forgive me. Um, um, if Connor Bedard weren't in Chicago, would you be in Chicago? I mean, cause they need, they need veteran presence on this team and you and Nick and Taylor to a lesser extent are perfect people to put around Connor Bedard. Well, I can't answer that question now, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to say, I'd like to say yes. Um, you know, but, um, with Connor coming in and the young guys they have that are, that are coming in and uh, in Reichel and Bedard, and you look at uh, Korchinski on the back end and uh, you know, there's just special pieces that are coming into this team and they're going to be good for a long period of time. You were a high profile junior player going pro. Uh, How are you similar or were you similar to Connor Bedard? Not first overall, but, but very similar Memorial cup, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know if the, the hype was there uh, no. <laughs> as much for me, but um, you know, but uh, coming in, you know, I came in at 20 years old and um, you know, just coming out of junior and we were lucky that 
you know, as junior players that there was no NHL that season. So there was a lot of hype going around the, around the CHL and, you know, right. with Rimouski and Crosby and all the, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of hype when, when we came out, but, uh, I think, you know, Connor's on a different level and, and for, you know, rightfully so. Who, who was, so you talked about being the 20 year old, um, who were those veteran players on the ducks around you that, you know, you could go and lean on or, maybe more importantly they would lean on you at that point to say hey this is the way you become a pro well i had some pretty good pretty good guys that uh you know were put around me and i had Tamo solani i had scott niedemeyer i had rob niedemeyer uh chris pronger um you know uh, they're all you know hall of famers and uh guys that uh played the game for a long time and did it right and you know you, you look at scotty and what he did and being the captain he's not a, a raw raw kind of guy but he goes out and does it every single night and every single day he's in the gym he's in practice he's the hardest working guy in the ice and um you know that's uh that's something to look to look up to and you're only 20 years old whose house did you go over to for dinner like uh connor will <laughs> i went to i think yeah most of them uh you know scotty uh went to prong's house you know we're uh, we're always together, and then obviously Tamo opened up his restaurant, so we're nice nice <laughs> enough to go there a few times. Is that something that's realistic in 2023 with a guy like Bedard, and you know, with Connor getting pulled every which way all the time, that you're you're going to be able to hey, make sure that he's you know over for dinner or or always looked after. I mean, I know his mom's going to come down and cook once in a while, but he's going to live alone, and that's 18 years old in Chicago. You know, I've been, I was 18 in Chicago once too. I'm not sure I remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh he's a great kid. He's got a great head on his shoulders and, um, you know, yeah, you're right. Being 18, just moving, uh, obviously he moved away, but moving away from a family and, and being on your own is a, you know, it's a little different, especially in the big city and especially anywhere, I guess, really. But uh, yeah, you're always asking him, you know, if he's, if he's good, if he's got food, if he needs food, if wants to come over for dinner or whatever it is, take one on the road or uh, for dinner. It's, you know, just make sure he's comfortable. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're going to be together for over 180 days. So you might as well get, uh, get used to having them around. Have you been up close to somebody like this uh, very often or before? Um, maybe you practice with guys in the summer. Yeah, maybe maybe Sid at the at the World Juniors. Um, oh, yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, that was that was a long time ago. So you kind of and you're kind of in the moment, and um, you know, trying to make the World Junior team, and then you know, trying to win a, a gold medal. So you don't really see what's going on on the outside. But um, you know, he was he was a big uh, a big one that that I, I've been around. But for the most part, uh, this is the next one coming in. Yeah, does uh, does Bedard remind you of? Any of in in the in, in the amount of time you've been in the league, there have been some iconic players. You've played with some of them. You, I mean, when you're a Hart Trophy winner, you become one of them. Um, so, is there somebody that he he says, "Oh, that's there's a little Sid there, there's a little McDavid there." Wow, well, I mean, he he's pretty. He's got all the tools. Uh, you know, you see him in practice every day. Just the way he can move on the ice. So you you kind of see the shiftiness like McDavid and, you know, the, the hands and, um, you know, and he's only 18 years old. He's only going to get stronger. He's only going to get a little quicker. And, um, you know, I hate to say it, but his shot's probably going to get even a little bit better. Um, so it's, uh, you know, he's a special player and, and we're excited to have him here. I can't believe I'm going to ask you this, but what was your thinking when you were skating with him on the, on the same line in that first game, that first exhibition game? uh when you were yeah, on the I ice mean, with him yeah the <laughs> you know he's closer to my son's age than he than he is me so it's uh it's kind of funny that way but um you know it just just seeing what he can do and and just being a part of it and and just thinking you know i, I can still play and I, i'm still doing this and that's why i love it did you have more opportunities than just chicago or was this just too obvious one not to take um, I mean, there is other, there's other things going on, but this one was just too obvious to take and, um, you know, to come in and, and be a mentor and be a leader and, 
and, and just teach, teach the young guys, you know, how to, how to go about day by day. And if they need help that, uh, you know, that I'm always here. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be here and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting. How well did you know Luke, how, how well did you know Luke Richardson before signing? Well, I had him in Montreal in, uh, right. during the co that COVID year. So, um, you know, it, it wasn't long. It was only half, what, 56 games. But then, you know, obviously the the run we went on to to the final, to, to play Tampa in the final, and um, just that whole atmosphere. It was, uh, you know, we, we came came together pretty closely. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great man. What do you think the biggest change in the game has been uh, in your time in the league? I just think you, you can see how fast, how fast the guys are, and how big they are, um, how skilled they are. It's it's going going in a in a direction that uh, you know I think a lot of people hope, but uh, I didn't think they'd see it this fast. So it's uh, you know it's exciting to watch these young kids come in and and do the things that they're doing. You know the uh, United Center can be an intimidating place for the visitor. Was it for you through the, with the teams that you played on? Uh, yeah, we've had some rivalries. Uh, you know, when I was in Anaheim, when I was in Anaheim, um, it's uh, you know the when they went on to on to win in in twenty fifteen, they beat us in the conference final, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget you know game six being here and and them scoring in double overtime to to extend it to game seven. Um, just how loud it is for the national anthem and. Um, you know, all those things. So, uh, you know, I remember my first game was in the United Center and my first assist in the United Center. So I'm, I'm glad to be back here. Well, that's kind of, I didn't know that. That's, that's kind of cool. You know, it's, it's one of those. Pass the it's, puck to? <laughs> I believe, I believe it went from uh, Rob, either Rob Niedermeyer scored or Sammy Paulson scored. So it's, uh, I know I had the, I had one of the assists. That's good. That's a good memory too. That's that's a long time. That not not, long time not to default to Scott uh, too. That's that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's a uh, it's definitely has a has a place in my heart for sure. Now we uh, just before we uh, we got started, I asked you, you know, Chicago is a much different city uh, to live in than Anaheim. It's a suburban city. Tampa is Tampa is kind of a suburban city too in its own way. It's spread out and. Uh, it, the, the downtown's not very big, but Chicago, Chicago is known for its downtown. So what have you, what have you done ha housing wise? And, uh, I mean, is this the one, would you have ever considered just being there by yourself? But I think you brought your family, correct? Yeah. My family's here, my wife and my, I have a six year old son who, who's, uh, you've probably seen him on TV and, you know, doing <laughs> the, the warm up in, in Tampa and, um, and then in the bubble, uh, when I was with Dallas, I'm sure you saw my wife. There's only two of them there, so she was on TV as well. So um, <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think everybody knows who they are, um, you know. But we're downtown. We're in a condo. It's the first time, you know, really living with my family in a condo. So it's uh, it's getting used to that. But you know, we walk to school. It's only half a mile away, and you know, the restaurants right down the street. And so it's uh, it's my first time in a big city. Never done it before, and uh, it's getting trying to get used to it, trying to get used to the traffic, trying to get to the rink every day on time and um, figuring out which way is the best way to get, get there. But, uh, you know, we're excited and um, a little different, different atmosphere for sure. But by the way, I've been to Chicago enough to know there is no best way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to, I'm starting to realize that. <laughs> How many different ways have you taken or routes have you taken? Two or three? Uh, uh, minimum, probably four or five. <laughs> It's uh, just, it's trying to get over that, uh, the river when it goes down to one lane and, you know, it's yeah. rush hour trying to get the little guy to hockey or I'm trying to get rush hour in the morning, trying to get to the rink. And it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's different ways you can take, but they're all the same. They're all back. Yeah, it's, it, it's not like going down the 55 or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or in Tampa or, or being in Tampa, you could live out and not, not be far away from, uh, from, from anything, even though the, you were probably uh, twice as far from a mileage perspective to the practice rink, but it's uh, Chicago is a different animal that way. That's for sure. It is for sure. It's uh, it definitely is. I mean, you're only three miles to rink, but it takes you 30 minutes. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's getting used to it. 
you have a, a home base in the summer or do you still live in, in Anaheim? I'm curious, uh, given that where you were for so long and then uh, changing teams the last couple of years. Yeah, we're, uh, we sold everything once I, once I got uh, out of Anaheim, you know, we sold everything, everything pretty quickly. And, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in London. I got my place in Peterborough on the water as well. So, um, you know, we're back and forth in the summer between the two spots and, um, no, we uh, we just love being love being at home and love being around the water. So it's uh, it's a great spot in the summer. The, the lake was good this summer. A bit of rain, but the lake was pretty good this summer. It was. Uh, we enjoyed it. I mean, there's a little bit more rain than, than there has been, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's always doesn't matter if it's rain at the lake. Yeah, but Corey, that made the golf courses better. <laughs> That's true. If I can get a little get out a little bit more, every time I go, the little guy wants to come with me. So it's uh, it's a little tougher now. <laughs> Hey, I was curious, is he playing minor hockey? Or I'm sorry, I have to talk American for you. Is he playing youth hockey in the United States uh, yeah, right he, now? He is. He's playing uh, – he, he's in a system with the Chicago Jets and on the Mike, Mike team. So they're in their seeding round games right now. And, and then the season will start. I think they play 25 or 30 games in the playoffs, a couple tournaments. And, um, you know, my wife's, uh, my wife's busy. He's on the ice three, four times a week plus a game. And – it's uh, it's exciting for him. He loves it. But but his passion is overwhelming for the game. Yeah, I, I'm sure you guys have, like we said, we were talking about earlier yeah. how much you know he's 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 been at the game since he was two about six six eight weeks old. So he's he's been coming. My wife's been bringing him to almost every game, and um, you know he's uh, he's around the dressing room. He's getting to know all the guys and you know in Tampa he kind of took over the dressing room when he came in and and just just ran wild he knew where everything was he he brought his skates in the trainers are sharpening skates and it's uh <laughs> you know, he, he, had, he had fun with it and, and the guys liked it too so it's uh I don't mind bringing him anywhere does he have a stick in the uh, in the in the rack beside yours you know he does. <laughs> yeah, he uh, his favorite one's the Kucherov stick that he that he uses sometimes. So um, he's he's a lefty, and uh, you know you the the collection he's starting to starting to to grab is uh, is pretty remarkable. That you know guys that I'm lucky enough to play with play with some guys that uh, are you know send over a stick after the game to Griffin. So it's uh, the collection's starting to grow. Were you like that? Uh, as as a kid like all in i was yeah like we we lived up north at, in uh, new oscar and hellebury till i was 10 so we had a backyard rink playing playing out there you know before school after school anytime we can get it and um you know with with griff in the last couple of years when we were in tampa i just take him to the rink and he just skate at five o'clock and the rink was wide open so it's, uh, you know, I had the key to the dressing room and go ahead and put my skates on and away we go for 45 minutes before dinner. So, you know, he, he loves it. He loves the game and every morning he wakes up, do I have hockey tonight? So it's, uh, it's pretty special to see. Was that the same with you and your dad? Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, my brother and I, and, you know, we're always on the ice. It's, yeah. he, he would, my dad would take us down to, to the rink. He had coffee with the Zamboni driver and he'd throw us couple pucks on the ice and away we go um, <laughs> you know so it's uh it, it's kind of the same thing i guess I, i'm curious you, you know he's when you can walk into the to a national hockey league dressing room and befriend nikita kucherov or or some or or, or some of the other great stars that on teams that you played for so what was that like who was your favorite player when you were his age who were you are were you, diehard leaf fan i would assume I wasn't no, I was uh, no. I was a Habs fan. I was a Habs fan. We grew up, uh, like twenty minutes from the Quebec border, uh, up okay. in New Westgard and Hillbury. So, uh, I was a Habs fan. So when I went to the Habs, I mean that was a dream come true um, to put on that jersey and and to think of the people that went through that that organization, the cups they won, and the the thing. So, for me, it was a uh, it was always Montreal. But my favorite players were uh, Joe Sackick, uh, Mario Lemieux, and Wayne Gretzky. So. Those are those are the guys I watched. Who did okay. you come across paths with in Montreal? <laughs> Legendary status. Uh, I know it was COVID-ish, uh, and I'm not sure how much interaction there would be, but there had to be a little bit. They're actually they're the only the only one that uh, w was allowed to come in. That now is before I believe 
the conference final was Bob Ganey. He mm, came in and yeah. spoke to us. Uh, either conference final or the fi- or the finals. So he came in and spoke to us, and uh, um, you know, being being from Peterborough, I I know who Bob Ganey is, and I, <laughs> and uh, you know he he's got a you know he's up in in that area in in the summertime to play golf in the summer. So it was uh, it was pretty pretty cool, pretty special to to see somebody like that come in to, and speak to the team and especially with what was going on in the world. I was, it's funny because I was at an event on Saturday and we were talking about Guy Lafleur. And during, it was during that COVID time that uh, even though there was 2,500 people in the building uh, in some of those playoff games you were with Montreal, Lafleur was there. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was near the, near the end of Guy's life. But uh, to know that, you know, the icons that played for that team were in the building, that had to be... And that just the fact that all those retired numbers looking up into the rafters had to yeah. be something if you were a Canadians fan. It it was. Um, you you knew they were there. You you saw them. You saw them in the box on the big screen or or whatever it was and on TV. But um, yeah, it was it was tough to to go and 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 meet them because of what was going on. But um, to have that presence and to know that uh, you grew up watching them and. Very, that, that was your idol as a as a kid, you know, growing up watching the Montreal Canadiens. So, um, you know, it's uh, it was a special year, and uh, I'll never forget that. Welcome back to the McCowan Podcast. Darren Millard in for Bob today, joined by NHL Hart Trophy winner, MVP of the National Hockey League in uh, well, a while ago now, uh, Corey Perry. I, you're... I, I had to check the number. Was it 2007? Was that it? Uh, 2007 was my was when we won the Stanley Cup. Um, right. Okay. The heart heart was in 2011. Okay. Same with same with the Rocket. Yeah. The the chemistry you had at that point with with Ryan Getzlaff was, I think, as good as any combination in the history of the game. What was it that made it so special to play with Ryan? Well, I think you look at what type of player he was. He was a big guy that liked to carry the puck and hold on to the puck. And, um, you know, I'm a guy that uh, is either by the net or, or trying to get open and, um, you know, working it down below the top of the circles. And, uh, you know, so he, he did a lot of the, a lot of the work. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, but I guess I was doing different work, in, you know, trying to get open or, you know, taking a beating in front. So, um, you know, it's uh you know, we came in together, we were drafted together, like nine picks apart or 10 picks apart. Um, so, you know, it, it's that bond we had right from the start was, uh, was, was on parallel and it just carried over to our hockey. Outside of the Stanley cup and, and the ring, uh, the rock to Richard trophy was as, as impressive as anything. What was that year? Like, do you, do you ever recall or, reflect on, oh, yeah. on those times and how many times the puck went in the net i uh, i do all the time uh especially when the puck's not going in yeah now uh, it was you, you look back or yeah you look back and and you think of you know what did i do and maybe you know i've been on youtube a couple of times and and looked it up and uh you know watched all 50 goals for that season so you know it it's Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You go, you go. Just a minute here. I gotta, I gotta make sure I heard that. Right. You go on YouTube and watch you yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah, no. If if you know if I'm going through a, through a rut or um, you know I think I'm getting chances but the puck's not going in that. Um, yeah, I'll go watch what I what I've done in the past just to see if I could pick something up or um, you know just do something maybe a little bit differently. So yeah, it's uh, it's about about learning and always getting trying to get better and um yeah it's it, it, i said it, it it's out there now <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe watching that and and what you're watching and seeing on those uh those 50 goals well sometimes i just look at my just think to myself how did that go in I, <laughs> how did how did i get a piece of that uh, how did that tip go in or you know, hit me in the foot at the top of the circles and went in the net. Like things were just going in the net. Um, you know, I think after the All-Star game, it was like 22 or 25 goals in the last 20 games. So, it, you know, those are those are numbers that 
there's only probably a couple guys in this league that can put up. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's fun to, it was a fun year. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It, uh, it really was. Cause obviously, you know, things are going in the net and you're having fun and, and winning. In Anaheim, your biggest rival was in the end San Jose rather than the Kings, or was it always the Kings more so? The playoff series against San Jose were special. Yeah, early on, it was probably San Jose. Uh, you know, they they had some pretty good teams, and uh, I remember remember we were eight one year playing them. They were number one, and I think we beat them in five games or six games. Um, you know, but they got heated. Jesse and Thornton. Fought on yeah. fought game Wasn't that the four. opening face-off? Wasn't the that the opening face-off? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you you think about those kind of things. And then later in my career, it became the Kings. Um, you know, we, we started playing them a little bit more in the playoffs. And it, uh, you know, they, they beat us, beat us both times, both times. So, and then I think they both, they went on to win the cup both years. So it, uh, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, as time goes on, you, different teams come in, different teams go out that, that you have rivalries against. But uh, L.A. being only half an hour away, it was it was a pretty good one. How did you get the nickname Worm? <laughs> Everybody asked me. every Everywhere I go, people ask me that name uh, or ask me that question. But Todd Bertuzzi, when he came to, uh, when he came to Anaheim, um, he, he, gave, he just said it one day and it, it's never left. What was your so, nickname oh, yeah. before? Paris. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. So, kind of a unique one. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he came in and uh, it must be this way I was playing on the ice, just, you know, just moving around, slithering around or whatever he said. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's stuck ever since. And now my little guy's little worm. So, I was going to ask, <laughs> is, is he a little worm? <laughs> he is. He, he's a little worm. It, uh, so, yeah, he, he's excited about that. That's my favorite part right there. Yeah. I should have uh, I should have asked when we were talking about Griffin playing youth hockey, but does he play Corey Perry hockey? Is, uh, a, little, it, it, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. We're trying to get him <laughs> we're trying to get him to <laughs> to, to skate and uh, and and be like Connor McDavid. Um so we'll see where that goes. <laughs> I, I love your style. I I'll be uh flattered on us. There's there's guys that can play uh slick and fancy and and you had a little bit of both. You you've always had a little bit of both. Maybe uh people gravitated towards the other stuff, but uh in in for a high profile junior guy, you were able to be multidimensional with the with the style. Uh yeah, I, yeah, you could say that. I mean, in junior um you know, I was putting up points but I was also in the penalty box, probably a little too much for, for Dale's liking, but uh, uh, over a hundred penalty minutes, a couple of years. And, you know, those, those things happen, but um, yeah, it's just, just the way I play um, just the way it's been ingrained in me. And it's the, you know, the not, not liking to lose and, and just always pushing the, pushing the boundaries a little bit. And, you know, sometimes in my career it's cross, but uh, for the most part, I try to stay on the one side. That that whole competitive thing is that your greatest attribute? I mean, when you think about everything you do, the desire not to lose ends mm -hmm. up, and your competitiveness becomes such a factor. That's that's one thing I, I you know I'm, I'm pretty proud of is is how competitive I can be, and um, I mean at at this level you, you only get here because you either you know, you're competitive or you got a, you got a lot of skill that uh, nobody's going to take the puck off you. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I just keep pushing each and every day trying to be trying to get a little bit better, but uh, you know, when that puck drops and it's, it's game on. I'm curious, are you in better shape now as an NHLer than you were say in 2011 or 2007? Uh, probably. Yeah. I probably, I definitely put in more time. Um more time in the gym and also started power skating, uh, you know, a couple times a week in the summer. So it's, it, you, you have to, at my age, you know, watching these kids come in, it's, uh, it's something you have to, you have to put in time and you have to take care of your body. So what do you work on now as opposed to earlier in your career? Uh, well, obviously, you know, just trying to get a little bit, a little bit quicker, a little bit, uh, a little bit stronger, like everybody says, but you know, I'm a, pretty lean guy 
you know, tall, lanky kind of guy. So it's, uh, it's definitely not easy, but, um, you know, and, and the power skating, it's, it, it, it's probably the only reason I'm still playing is because I'm putting in that time on the ice in the summertime where, uh, I wasn't before. Who's your coach in the summer, a skills coach and, and it's specifically the first two strides or stride and a half. Yeah, it's a, yeah, we, we do a progression. Yeah. It goes from edge to edge work. And then, you know, as we get going, it, uh, it definitely, you know, ramps up to trying to get, you know, out of tight spaces or get away from somebody. Yeah. The, it's the first two, three strides. And, um, you know, she, she does a heck of a job, uh, you know, working with me and, there's a lot of guys that, uh, that have come to use her and Kathy McElwain. Um, so she's, uh, she's definitely helping, uh, around the London area. Just, I'm just curious you, so you'll start the season around like two or five. Is that fair? How, how, how uh, heavy will two, you be? Two ten. Two ten. Two ten. And yeah. by the end of the season, you'll be what? One ninety five. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's normally I'm pretty, pretty good. Like I'll lose when I was playing a lot of minutes, I was losing six to six to 10 pounds in a game, but then, you know, put the water back in and get, you know, eat a little bit. But um, the last couple of years, I've been under 200 pounds by the time, by the right. time we finished. I mean, it was just so much hockey that it, ever since the bubble going to the three, three finals in a row, it's uh, and no, really no break in between to, yeah. to get your body back into shape and, you know, this is probably, this is, well, this is the first summer that I've had in, in, uh, in, in three or four years where, you know, I could put the time in, put the work in and, uh, and really focus on things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, when playoffs hit, it's a grind. What were the projects at the cottage then that you had time? <laughs> just, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's uh you know, the cottage is, is just the time, you know, we go up and it's all, all done. So it's, you go up and just relax, relax in the boat. And, uh, you know, the little guy started tubing this summer and, you know, next year I'll probably be water skiing. So it's a uh, little, th- little projects like that, but nothing, uh, nothing too, too hard or too physical. You like being a hockey yeah, dad? You- I love it. I love taking with the rink. I love, you know, watching them and they, uh, you know, they ask me to come on the ice sometimes. I will, I have, um, but I love just being upstairs and watching and, and just seeing seeing the growth in in them, and because when we went to Tampa, you know, two and a half years ago or whatever it is now, two years ago, it uh, you know he couldn't skate, and you know you, you see the evolution, and now he's now he's on a on a traveling team that's playing thirty games and playoffs and three tournaments, so it's uh, you know it's exciting to see. Do you have to find a quiet spot to watch the game uh, because? everybody wants to talk to you or what's your strategy for that? Yeah, we were in a, we were, he was in a tournament in Toronto over uh, August long weekend. Oh boy. And they, the kids might've found out where I was and, and I, I was there. So um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't mind doing it, but uh, I like talking to the kids and, and signing autographs, taking pictures, but my little guys on the ice, I like to watch and, um, so I found a little quiet spot in, in the corner where nobody knew where I was and, uh, and just watched from there. Parents be hunting you down too. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, well, yeah. You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, actually that's the advantage at this point of going to Chicago because it's going to take a while for a few of the, the parents and the, and, and, and the kids to know that you're playing for the Blackhawks, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't help that my little guy's got a, a Blackhawks bag, but, uh, and, and say, oh, my dad, my dad plays tonight, so he, he can't come, but, um, no, it's, ex- it, it's exciting when, when the kids find out on the team, it's, uh, it was pretty cool. There was one kid the other day that, that just, his eyes just opened up. He had no idea. And, you know, we're, we've been here since the middle of August. So it's, uh, it, it's kind of, kind of cool to see, to see that. Okay. So, uh, have you become a bears fan and have you figured out what's wrong with the bears yet? Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of it yesterday, and and then uh, we had to leave. They were up twenty-eight to whatever it was, and I don't want to talk about the outcome. <laughs> it, it is it, it, Chicago is it, it, one of the great sports towns. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a uh, when you think about throwback cities, 
Um, you know, Nick Felino was in Boston last year. You guys are in Chicago. Boston and Chicago are two special places when it comes to what professional athletes and professional sports teams do. It's it's really cool that you're there. It, it's exciting, and you know, it, it's it's definitely a sports town. You 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 can feel it in the air that um, that the hockey's right around the corner, or well, it is starting. But you know, it. it the regular season is what I mean, but yeah. you can definitely feel it. And yeah, I mean, you know, with the football, the baseball, it, the two baseball teams here, it's uh, it's a sports town, and people know exactly what's going on. How do you better than the French confines walking out? Yeah. And if you're downtown, you can actually it could be a nice long walk to Wrigley Field and go and go to the ball games. It, it is a it, it's a little bit too far of a walk for me. <laughs> so, we, but we were there we were there last uh we, we went to a game to a cubs game uh, uh last weekend so um it was a beautiful day and the cubs end up winning and it uh my little guy got to run the bases after so it's uh it, it was pretty cool for him is there anything griff hasn't done like i want to be griff i know so <laughs> so do i trust me <laughs> no he's uh yeah, he's a pretty spoiled kid and he he uh takes full advantage of, uh, of what's going on around them. Before we let you go, um, as, as long as you've been a pro, how, how would you view this season for the team and this season for you as a success? Well, I think, you know, you, you look at our team and you look at the, at, you know, what the GM Kyle Davidson has done, um, bringing in myself, bringing in Nick, Taylor Hall, Ryan Donato, uh, and then you got the back end and Seth Jones, who's been around for a little while, and Jared Tenorti and Connor Murphy. I think, you know, it, the pieces to grow this team are here. And I think we're, we're excited to get it going. Um, obviously, you look at the young guys that we've been talking about, and Bedard, Reichel, Korczynski, you know, those guys are, are just going to add to it. And, um, you know, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. And hopefully we can surprise a few people as a few teams. What did it mean to put an A on? Well, I mean, it means everything. It's it it's special to especially, you know, an, an original six franchise and the franchise being around for so long and um, you know, but to to put it on and to have them feel the way they do about me and to be, be to being here and and helping out the young guys, it's uh, it's definitely very special. When you look back at uh, your career, you played with a lot of different personalities or for a lot of different personalities. Any uh, jump out at you? And probably a couple that we don't want to talk about, but uh, some some characters? Well, there's, there's characters on every team. <laughs> but uh, coaching um, characters, sorry. <laughs> oh, coaching coaches, yeah. Um, you know what? There, I've had some great coaches and, you know, every coach I've had, I, I've loved. Um you know, they've, they've always treated me with, uh, with respect. And, um, you know, for me, when, when I went to a new team, I just said, Hey, just let me know where I stand. And every one mm -hmm. of them has done that. So, um, you know, I can't, uh, can't complain about any, each and any of them. I mean, you can start right from the start with Randy and, you know, he was hard. He was, he was always in your face or, you know, letting you know practices, you know, you're, you were working in practice, you're on the ice for an hour and a half and, and it's kind of changed now a little bit. So it's, uh, you know, it's evolving with the game, I guess you could say, and the young guys and, um, you know, everybody comes in into camp in shape and, uh, and ready to go. Well, Olympics. Corey, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, ahead, uh, the Olympic experience. Uh, I've never had a chance to ask you about that. Uh, just comparable to your Stanley Cup championship and all the highs in the NHL. You know, to be a part of those two teams, you look at the names that were on that team and getting to play with those guys. My roommate in the, in, um, in Vancouver is Jerome McGinley. And, you know, he, he's a guy that was a captain for so many years and led by example and, and scored a lot of goals, but he also backed it up with, you know, being, being there for his teammates. So, um, you know, the, the Olympics are a special thing, especially being in, in Canada and then, uh, you know, getting, getting to taste that and then being the next one was in Russia and you only were had the Olympics going on. You didn't see the outside, you know, you, you didn't leave the, the confine of the, of the ground. So, uh, or the village. Um, so it was a little different, but, uh, at the same time, it's both pretty special and it, uh, it's something that I'll never forget. 
Well, memory serves me. You were thirteenth forward, right? That's you came. Was it? Did you come late? Was that you that came, in Vancouver? No. No. Okay. I don't believe so so. you were part. You were part of the ball hockey tournament and the whole thing. And oh yeah, in the summertime, <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about yeah, that. We weren't. Yeah, we weren't allowed to skate, so we, right. we ran routes. <laughs> ran routes, uh, <laughs> literally. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was something different. But uh, we got we got what we needed out of it, I guess. I can tell you what we were we were both there as well, and I've never seen a country. Uh, I mean. Mm-hmm. After you won the gold medal, trying to walk back to the hotel was uh, as as crazy as it was. I don't know how. Did, when did you guys finally leave the building that night? Uh, it was a while um, after the game, and then we went to the to where all the families were in the tent, the right. the Molson Canadian family tent the, the, or whatever the, it the was. Ho- the hockey house, yeah. yeah, hockey house. So my my parents were in there, and we sat there for. For a long time and and uh and celebrated celebrated so it uh it, it definitely was a crazy a crazy area to be around and, and especially in canada when when you know everybody in canada was watching and um and to be a part of that team and winning and i remember grabbing the flag and uh from one of the fans and and, and taking it out to center ice and uh you know that's uh that was pretty cool well i'll tell you what Corey, it's uh it's an off day for you in Chicago. We really appreciate you giving us some time. It, uh, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are, A, jealous of your great career and jealous of the fact that you're going to get to be on a line with Connor Bedard and watch history from somebody other than yourself. That's kind of cool. It yeah, is kind of cool. Excited. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. And I'm excited to see where the season goes. I'm jealous of Griff. Just gonna say right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let him know. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and something tells me we're gonna see a a, a, a little Griff, a little Griffin on on TV in Chicago. You just uh, do me a favor, keep Darren Pang in line, will you? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do, but uh, but, but one, I know, try- <laughs> one I know you'll see Griff on TV, but two I don't know if I can keep him in line. <laughs> He's gonna tell you that the sixty sevens are better than the uh, than the Knights, and you're you're, you're yeah. gonna have to push back, man. You're gonna have I to know, push back. Already, it's already started. I I hear you. <laughs> Both Memorial Cup champions, though. The oh, two of you, so that's good. well, Brian Kilroy and Dale Hunter. I don't know. That's yeah. a, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good comparison. You know. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. That's for sure. They're both two pretty good men. Thanks, buddy. That's Corey Perry of the Chicago Blackhawks. Thanks to Corey Perry. You know, he doesn't have, he's got an off day in Chicago. Everybody's pestering him and Griff about autographs. I wonder who signs more autographs, Corey or Griff? Uh, <laughs> Griff would, uh, would enjoy it. Like, he uh, would I volunteer. Think, he would volunteer yeah, I, I, more. <laughs> I think, I think Griff would have a heyday signing autographs. I got this one, Pops. <laughs> uh, line starts over G here. Wristband policy in effect. Let's yeah, go. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, but and I'm I I you know what I I was going to ask a Darren Millard question I was going to in the interview and I forgot you know because you know I'm one of those guys I don't know anything about the game and about equipment and masks and all that stuff I was going to ask him if over the years in the 20 years since he got drafted if he was uh, if he'd ever changed the lie or the curve on his stick do you think he would sure he has. Uh... Because technology, for one, has changed so much since Corey Perry came into the National Hockey League that it would uh, it would be certainly beneficial for him to have tweaked things uh, along the way. I don't know how much recently, but certainly in that uh, that middle of the of the career where things were progressing at a, at a lightning pace from a technology standpoint. Well, I tell you what, when when you have him on your Vegas Golden Knights broadcast, because I'm sure you will, you'll have Corey Perry on because yeah. you know he's a good interview. Um, you can ask him that, and then you can come back with the answer. Okay. Yeah, we don't get uh, a lot of uh, opposition players on, but Corey Perry would qualify. I, I that would be no, an no, easy. No, you that got, would be an easy sell. I got to talk to people, Vegas. You, you know, you have to be able to sell both teams every once in a while. You have to well, sell the stars of all the teams. You need a you need a resume to come on the show with me in Vegas. Corey Perry qualifies. I'm I'm giving oh, you that. Oh, all right. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Good. Not that Couple I've ever trophy. tried to tell you what. Not that I've ever tried to tell you what to do on no. television. So hey, Hard Trophy and Rocket Richard. I know. I, I think those are are equally impressive, 
uh, but totally different trophies uh, for a guy like Corey Perry. Did you ever think of him as just like one of the great goal scorers? And and he was uh, came out of nowhere on that. He's always scored goals, but 50 goals is I know. magic. You know what I'm doing right now when we finish? What? I'm going on YouTube to watch all 50. <laughs> How about that? Using YouTube as your uh, just a refresher to be able to get uh, get some confidence back. That that's pretty. I, neat. I, by, by the way, by the way, I I think more players do that than will admit it. Yeah, I think a oh, lot I of players. Yeah, I think they go on YouTube and say, "Hey, remember when we were in junior? Or what did I do right? What did I do when I was playing for the Knights, or 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 what did I? What happened to me at the Olympics? Well, you can't get Olympic footage on the on YouTube. You're not supposed to. So. What's the difference between that and just going to the rink and having the video coach cut four minutes for you? Nothing really, right? Except the video coach doesn't have to do this. He, he's, well, yeah, he, and he or she's happy. And and there's no ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no ads. All right, big boy. Thanks for this. Hey, uh, can I just hang out in the green room for a couple of days? Do you mind if I just uh, just crash there and, and get, catch up some sleep before the big uh, start of the season? You know, here's here's the deal. I have found you sleeping in so many places over the years, under your desk, in the green room, under the in the studio. I used Kipper's <laughs> office for a while because he was the only one that had an office. Yeah, I know. I we don't I don't you know, I don't think you you've never asked me permission to sleep in the green room before. I don't know why you're asking now. So I can nap anywhere. I oh, love yeah, it. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. All right, big boy. Thanks. You're the best. Darren Millard from Las Vegas, Nevada on the McCallan podcast. Have a great day. 